This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. God sees his daughters as strong, courageous, loving, and compassionate. You are his first choice. Lisa Harper, Natalie Grant, Melinda Doolittle, Nona Jones, and Jamie Ivey join us for a powerful conversation on the freedom and the purpose found in our Father's arms. When I think of all the millions and millions of amazing women on our planet, y'all are at the top of my list. So to get to be with y'all this week and talk about God's love for women, God's purpose for women, um, I'm just really tickled to get to be with y'all. I'm kind of mad that y'all have tight skin and high metabolisms, but other than that, (laughs) I'm I'm excited about being with y'all. We're going to kick off, we're going to go all over the place um, in talking about women because I think a lot of women have been wounded Mm -hmm. in Christian circles and have assumed Scripture says something that it doesn't say about women. And so um, we're going to start today off by talking about places where maybe we've been marginalized as women. And I'll start since I'm the oldest. Um, (laughs) So my um, ministry time goes back to, you know, that's when cell phones were like the huge things in your cars. And (laughs) we were so excited about fax machines. Um, I started vocational ministry right out out of undergrad in 1986. And my very first boss with the youth ministry told me, it was the first day or two, that I was so excited to be working for Jesus. Grew up in a real conservative church culture where I thought there's no way you could have a job for Jesus Mm -hmm. unless you're married to a pastor and played the piano um, or you went overseas as a missionary. So to get to work in youth ministry, I was just beside myself. And he sat me down first or second day of work and he he said, the Bible makes it very clear that women are less than men. So he said, I'm gonna pay you exactly half of what I'm paying your male counterparts. And he said, and if you have a problem with that, you don't have a gentle and quiet spirit. And then he turned to a verse in Genesis um, and I'll, I'll clarify. This is why the Lord did not place me well, there. Okay. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I mean, I really want to clarify. This was not a mean man. Yeah. He really wasn't. Yeah. Just a matter of fact. Like, and he thought he was saying what the Bible said. Yeah. So he was actually yeah. a very kind man. Mm-hmm. He just, he wasn't a misogynist. He misunderstood yeah. scripture. Yeah. And yes. I think that's half of it. He quoted from Genesis 3 where it says in the latter part of verse 16, it talks about women and it says in pain, we will bring forth children. I don't know that because I got to have Missy through adoption, but um, it says our desire will be for our husband and he will rule over us. And he quoted that passage. And I can remember as a 22 year old kid thinking, I I guess he's right. And so I've just got to do my best to kind of keep my head down and be a good girl because since I have ovaries, I'm kind of lower on the hierarchy than men are in God's economy. And it took me a long, long time. It was actually my first go around in seminary in my 30s for me to begin to understand that's not a prescriptive verse. That's not God saying, here's how I want it to go. That's a descriptive verse. That's saying after the fall, 
after sin entered the world, there's gonna be tension between men and women. That's not the way God designed it. Mm. But I spent so many years under this false assumption that I was less than mm. simply because I was female. Did y'all have any of that? Like, there, was there a season you felt almost guilty to be sharing the name of Jesus as a woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny you had that experience because, um, so I've been in ministry since I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I uh, was invited to church in the sixth grade when I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just so enthralled yeah. with the message of God's love that I started to follow Jesus very soon after that. And I got involved right. with youth ministry yeah. and I started like teaching Sunday school. And then when I was 16, I went to my pastor and I said, you know, I don't know what this is, but... I feel like I'm called to preach the gospel. Right. And he said to me, he said, I agree. I've seen that in you for years. And so after preparation for about a year, I got licensed into ministry at 17. And so I started, you know, preaching around the city and around the state, youth conferences. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, I had preached this one conference and everybody was like, wow, that was so amazing. And there was this older gentleman who was there and he waited in line. And after it was all done, he said, well, you know, the Bible says that he suffers not women to teach, but to learn in silence. You are rebelling Ooh. against what God says about yep. women. And that was the first time I ever heard that because I, I grew up in a church where like, you know, the gifts right. of the spirit were free right. and, and women were in leadership. And so I went back to my pastor and I said, this man told me that I'm not supposed to preach as a woman. Right. And I remember my pastor saying to me, he said, well, first of all, he said, God has called you. He has anointed you. He has appointed you. He said, do not allow anyone's misinterpretation of scripture to to create confusion within you. And I heard what my pastor said, but Mm -hmm. the the seed of doubt was planted, right? And so I think- Especially for you to be that young. Yeah. Because we all want to be respectful. It's like, I want to be respectful in the environment I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So when he said that, it planted that seed of doubt. And for many years in ministry, Mm -hmm. as I was preaching, people would still say the same thing. They would sure. be like, yeah, you can preach the word of God. And yeah, you, you know, you have a gift there, but you're not supposed to do that. Right. Because the right. Bible says you shouldn't do that. Right. And so I think it's it's true that people, I, I've heard it said that many times we read scripture, but we don't allow scripture to read us. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is people read the scripture from their own perspective of what should and or should right. not be, right. as opposed to understanding the full character and counsel mm. of God. Right. And that's dangerous. To say God says a woman absolutely cannot teach, there's two passages, one in Timothy, 1 Timothy, one in 1 Corinthians, where Paul says a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. Everybody misses the whole point of that verse. He says a woman can learn. Because in first century, a woman's not allowed to learn. They're not allowed to read Torah. One of the rabbinical statements was better that a woman, better that the Torah be burned than read by a woman. So first of all, that's wildly pro-women for Paul to say a woman can learn. But he says in quietness, if you study the context, basically you had one of the first iterations of feminism in the Corinthian church. And these women were, they were out of control. (laughs) They were like the wild, wild women. And so he's saying, don't teach uneducated. Y'all yeah. need to y'all need to have deep roots in the gospel. You need to sit and listen yeah. and really know the word of God and know the gospel before y'all start talking. But we take those out of context and we don't talk about all yeah. the women he taught. Right. We don't talk about Paul saying, yes. Priscilla, you're yeah. Synergus. Yes. You are a co-minister yes. mm-hmm. with me. Phoebe was mm-hmm. a deacon. And then there's Junia. Mm-hmm. He said, she's the best of the apostles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yes. like we take those two passages completely mm-hmm. out of context 
And then we just ignore all yeah. of the other women who yeah. God set in God leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I think I wish when I was a young woman, yeah. I'd heard the balance yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That I had heard, Lisa, you, you really do need to be seasoned mm-hmm. and you need to sit under people who love Jesus, who will mentor you. Mm-hmm. And God has given you a big mouth for a reason. <laughs> you know? Well, I think I, I come at it from a bit of a different angle and Melinda, you'd probably share some of these similarities in the fact that I've never been a Bible teacher uh-huh. or, but as a musician and as a female artist, and even just that term is yeah. used like, oh, well, you're a female artist yeah. Yeah. instead of you're just an artist. Right. Yeah. And Or a Levite right. who leads God's people. <laughs> right. yeah. And I feel like that's been something where I've had to, and I think even just through our, our discussions this week, that one of the things that for me, I had to learn how to develop a thick skin. Yeah. But keep a soft heart yeah Mm, and and that's like a thick skin is you just can't be offended there's some things you just can't change and it's not even our job to try to change it but it also doesn't have to determine how it is that I go about what God's called me to do and I had to learn that in real time because it'd be like okay well you have to look a certain way or as a female artist you're told you have an expiration date Mm -hmm. like you you have an expiration date you're only going to be you know viable for this amount of time because then a 20-year-old girl, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm now solidly in my 40s and feel like I'm just hitting my good stuff. Like, I'm just just getting into the good Good. stuff right now. When I was 20, why did anybody listen to me? Why? Why did they? Because it was like, I didn't have as much to offer then. And I feel like that part of it, and I don't know, Melinda, if you feel like that sometimes too, where there's like an expiration date put on you as a Mm. female artist. Or if you look at a playlist from a Christian radio station, you'll see there's 90% male artists and 10%. And they'll even say to you, well, we really only have like two slots for for females. And you're like, well, what do you mean you only have two slots for females? (laughs) And so it's like an interesting thing where you kind of have to decide if that's what's going to define whether you're going to continue, then you probably weren't called to it in the first place. You just have to get thick skin, but keep a soft heart that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to be able to look at that male promoter and say, how dare you not, how dare you not talk to me and go to my opening act that's a male. Clearly, I've got some issues I'm working (laughs) on. How dare you not want to talk to me about anything, but you'll go to him. That's just some of that you can't change. But when you keep a soft heart before the Lord, he will elevate you in his will and how he wants to do it because your heart is soft, not because I am woman, hear me roar. I think it speaks to kind of my upbringing. I grew up in a single parent household. Mm -hmm. My mama is my girl. She's the bomb. And she is amazing. She is amazing. And um, I I learned so much from her because I know through her, throughout her entire life, she was told, you can't do this. You can't, like, there's nothing you can do. You need need a man to raise this child. You need Mm -hmm. this. And she didn't have it, and so she just persevered. She right. just did, which made me grow up yeah. realizing I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. she had to do everything. Yeah. So I, so it good. never dawned on me that it wasn't possible for me to do everything. Because yeah. mm. I was like, I've seen my mama do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. then I can, right. I can do it. So yeah. right. the second I was in a youth group and a guy came up to me and said, you know, women should be silent in the church. The Bible <laughs> says it. My thought wasn't, 
oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. My thought was, Paul was tripping. Like, I didn't even know context <laughs> at that yeah. point, you know? Like, I wasn't thinking right. context. I was just like, he had a moment. He came back, he came back. Later on, he was like, there is neither male nor female. There's yeah. like, I'm like, he came back, he's all right. Yeah. But it never dawned on me right. that I couldn't yeah. and that I shouldn't. Right. Yeah. And so even when in the music business, if people say like you're doing it wrong, I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is just how, this how, how I do it. it. This is how I do it. Yeah. yeah. You do it how you want to, then I can just pave a way over here. And I love that that's what I've learned from her. Well, what a testimony about the power of older women with younger yes. women. Right. Mm. To say, yes, yeah. she can, yeah. honey. Yes. And you don't have to beat everybody up to do it. No. You just stay in your lane and yeah. run hard. Yeah, I love that. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was reading through the Bible and, and I was in Numbers and there's a story in there where they're taking a census and they're taking a census of everyone, Moses is, and it gets to um, these daughters. I'm going to say it wrong. Zelophehad. Zelophehad. One of my favorite Old Testament stories, baby. Here we go, here we go. So Zelophehad had five daughters, uh-huh. but he is pa- he was passed on and he had no sons. Yeah. And so they're doing the census and his five, I'm going to give my own, you know, kind of yeah. words here. But the daughters were like, wait, hold up. Exactly. Right. Everybody gets land but us. Because mm-hmm. yes. it was the law of It was the law of it would go down yeah, to his son. Yeah, law was primogeniture, yes. only the firstborn son. And so they petition, and it says here that, you know, mm-hmm. they petition and they talk yeah. to Moses. But if we know, they didn't first go to Moses. Right. They had to wake, make their way up yes. because Moses wasn't your first stop. Yeah. But they get to Moses and they petition it, and he asks God, and God says, Give them the land that is yes. theirs. He says they're right. Yes. He says the daughters yes. of Zelophehad are yes. right. You're yeah. like, no stinking yes. way. <laughs> and so yeah. I remember reading that going, Ken, God was looking down and going, yeah. of course they get the of land. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's my girls. We're not yeah. leaving them out. And yeah. I thought, man, I was so proud of those girls. Yeah. Because I'm sure, let's just say that could not have been easy right. for them right. to do that. You know, but we yeah. see right. God saying, I value women. Um, and then another thing that always that I always go back to when I think about like women having a voice and being mm-hmm. able to do things. Mm-hmm. We see the life of Jesus interact with women mm-hmm. so many times. It's just mm-hmm. my favorite. But yeah. one of the things I think about is Jesus's last commandment when he left. I mean, he was like, go therefore yep. make disciples. Yep. He didn't say all of the men yeah. right. go and make disciples. He said right. to everybody, yeah. us, right. the people that yes. are following him then. That's and so right. I just thought there wasn't a distinction mm-hmm. of, I want the men to go make disciples yeah. and I want the women to right. take care of the home. And there's nothing right. wrong with taking care of the home mm-hmm. by any means. No. But it's just we can't yeah. do but she, that. But we tend to think you can only take care of the home. And, of course, some people are called. We're called yeah. to all different things. Yeah. Some yeah. people are called to, to be domestic engineers for a season of time. And that is especially that I don't know how they do it with more than one child. That was my oh, life for yeah. years. Yeah. I have one. <laughs> my Lord. And I am busy all the time. Right. It's a wonderful kind of busy um, but I, I run pretty hard as a single mom. I hope to do half the job your mama did with Missy. But I think that's a misnomer in culture. I think it's so critical that you brought up that is not God's intent. God yeah. never said yep. this is the narrow path for you to run. And it's not just New Testament. We tend right. to think of Old Testament as God as a unibrow librarian, New Testament <laughs> as Jesus with bright girl hair extensions. <laughs> and, you know, that's not it. From the very beginning, 
Zalofa had. That's that's gender equality 3,400 years wow. before we marched for the right yeah. to vote. Yeah. So you go, what was God's intent? At the end of the book of Numbers, which I love because those same cheeky chicks mm-hmm. come back and go, <laughs> we don't want to marry who you're prescribing for us to marry because if we do, we'll lose the inheritance we worked so hard to get. And a second time they go to Moses mm-hmm. and a second time God says, they're right. Let them marry who they want to marry. And you go, oh my goodness, the (laughs) deference he gave his daughters is so different than culture. Culture was misogynistic. God was not. And same with Jesus. Culture was wildly misogynistic in the first century. Mm -hmm. Jesus had three women on his team. Yeah. You know, Joanna, Mary DeChusa, who was Herod Antipas's right-hand man, and so she's really the head of Jesus' security detail. You wonder how he always, until it was his appointed time, was able to get away from Roman authorities. Well, because she's sleeping with Chusa. She knows Herod's itinerary. Yeah. And then, you know, Susanna underwrites his ministry. And then Mary from Magdala yep. is the very first, first witness person. to the resurrection. Yeah. And so our Christian culture has often marginalized women. Yeah. God doesn't and never never did from beginning to end. I feel like if only we could get that Mm -hmm. and recognize that also doesn't um, threaten men. There's a complementary relationship that is so good for men. It's not women who hate men. It's women who go, oh my goodness, I can't believe we get to do this together. This mutuality of ministry that's good for both of us. Which I have been so grateful to have a husband who Mm -hmm. sends me and And celebrates you. And celebrates. We were just having a conversation the other day and I was like, you know, over the past couple of years since I've gotten more out doing things than him. He's local church. He's a pastor yeah. doing yeah, his thing. Yeah. Um, people have said to him, like, are you okay yep. with this? Yep. Really. And his response is, why would I not be okay right. with Jamie living in her giftings? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like how, why would I, would I rather oppress yes. her? Right. So we don't have this right. image of her traveling and me staying home. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so grateful for that because that is a man of God who says, Everyone should live in their gifts. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. should do the things God has put before them. And I think also we need we need men to say we do. go. Strong men. Yeah. I was Natalie and I got to be at an event <laughs> together last week. And you know, some people don't know because Bernie yeah. is a producer, so he tends yeah. to be more of a behind the scenes yep. guy. He's a world class <laughs> producer. I mean, like I don't know. He's how a way bigger deal than me. <laughs> I mean, in, in broad, I mean, he, he produced Josh Groban. I mean, he's a big, hairy deal. Not necessarily hairy. Sorry, that was too much. But he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a star. But Natalie's more up front. And to watch him, watch her, I think how sweet that God made him the daddy of your girls. Because he watches Natalie and he just, mm-hmm. he just kind of blows up with look. At my wife, isn't she amazing? <laughs> but can I tell you, I think this is this is the difference between power and authority. So the, the reason why I think there has been this culture of oppression is because there have been people who have been grasping for power, right? right? It's like, right. But, but what people forget is that God is not just power, he's authority. Right. And see, authority right. tells power what to do. Right. Yes. So all of these people who are like, so women, good. get in your place because right. you're not going to usurp my right. power. Right. It's like, listen, God never said to just walk in power. He said walk in authority. And I think men who understand that yeah. are not threatened right. by the giftings women. of women. And women. Yes, who understand. Yeah. You're not threatened by that because right. it's like, listen, no matter what God has called me to do, my husband is exactly like yours. He's been called to a local church. 
And he has said many times, he said, look, God has called me to the neighborhood and God has called my wife to the nations. Mm. Yeah. And he said, and I am okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because he understands that he has the authority of God in his assignment. Yeah. So he's not, you know, threatened by me going to Australia or Africa or wherever. (laughs) He's like, Girl, go do you. Yeah. I want to be right here doing well, me. And it's funny because right. one of the things that you just said was men and women. Yeah. And I think that's yes. one of the things we need to address as well is it's not actually just men that say these that's things. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just men. It's yeah. like I remember back when I first had, um, I have twin daughters that came first and then another daughter, Sadie, but Gracie and Bella, when they were first born, it was like, well, you can't keep touring. Right. And that wasn't men telling me that. Right. Oh, that was yeah. women telling right. me that. You you can't you can't keep that's doing right. that. This is a, now this is what you are to do. Right. And I feel like, you know, and it's probably a whole other show for another day of why why they speak out like that is a lot of times yeah. because they're dissatisfied mm-hmm. with their own right. position and yeah. place and it's coming from a place of hurt. Yeah. But women can actually sometimes be the worst critics. <laughs> like so true. you, That's what so are you true. doing? You're, I mean, I had right. so many women yes. tell me, you are ruining your family. You oh, are yeah. ruining your kids. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And again, yep. thick skin, soft oh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> because I had to right. tell myself, no, actually, number one, I don't answer to your pressure. I yep, answer right. to him. Right. And I'm actually, what I'm doing is what's best for my girls because they're right. seeing me. Yeah. Yes. Like right. I am going to be a full-time mom and a right. full-time wife, but I'm also going to walk fully in yeah. what it is that yeah. he's also called me to. It's not right. either or, yeah. it's both. both. Right. And there's only one way, Jesus, but there are many ways That's to right. walk out yes. the That's Great right. Commission. Oh, yeah. There That's are many right. ways, and there's not just one size fits all. Right. And I think sometimes women, we have to do a better job yeah. of championing yes. one another and what it is that we feel called. Don't put what you think I'm supposed to do on me. You go ahead and celebrate and encourage me in what I feel God is calling me to do. You're right. Only mommies can give mommy I'm laughing though because (laughs) I remember when when I was, uh, of course we're in a season of not really traveling much now, but um, (laughs) when I was traveling a lot, uh, I would have women come to me and say, who takes care of your kids? And I was like, their Their daddy. daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? Like what on earth? They're like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, I, I feel like culture is changing. Yes. For the better in so many ways. But I think some people bring old wounds along. Yeah. I think that's why women sometimes speak death yeah. over other totally. women instead of yep. affirmation in life. Because sometimes I feel like most of the men who have marginalized me, it was unwitting. It yeah. was them actually just misunderstanding yeah. God's word, but they weren't, most of them were not trying to yeah. be yeah. cruel. I feel totally. like if anything, they were almost befuddled. Yeah. Yes. But they thought they were helping. Been, yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. They did. But I think there were uh, some female voices that I go, wow, when it comes out of a embittered spirit, those yeah. can be some sharp painful words. Um, Let's pray. In light of what you brought up, Natalie, I just sense, I bet you there's as many women who have not even meaning to stepped into the role of oppressor Mm -hmm. and kind of holding other women down. I know you've seen it in business all over the place. Um, Let's pray for those women who the Holy Spirit right now is going, Mm. honey, you might need to be, um, you might need to be more of a door than a wall for the women behind you. And let's pray 
for those women who right now go, well, easy for y'all. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're brilliant. Y'all are so gifted. Um, you're so loud. <laughs> um, you have a podcast. I'm I'm stuck, and I don't really know how to get out of this because I've had so much shaming, so much wounding. So now, why don't you pray for both those who? Um, you know, it's like the wound is the same. Yes. Yep. It's just one gets bitter and defensive and the other one gets, yes. gets broken and ashamed. Yes. So let's, let's pray for freedom and for them to really get that yes. God yes. loves them so much. Father God, we, we love you and we acknowledge you as our mm. Father, as our King, and as our Lord. Right now, would you just open hearts, Holy Spirit, open hearts and ears and minds and eyes to see areas where not only we are wounded, but areas where we are the wounder, where we're wounding others. Would you show us now? Would you soften our hearts in this moment, God? Would you convict us right now? Um, I think sometimes we think of conviction as such a negative thing. Conviction is a beautiful thing. So would you convict right now, Holy Spirit? those that have been the oppressor that are actually looking at other women and holding them down or have a critical spirit. Um, And Jesus, the salve that you are, your peace and your love and your compassion, would you just bring that salve right now into hearts, into wounds, into cracks, um, into insecurities, into all of these things that so many of us carry, Lord. I confess right now, God, my own areas of insecurity, I need your salve to come in and just uh, bind all of those pieces together. That's what you do. You make a beautiful work of art out of our pieces. So right now, I just echo the scripture. I pray in this moment, everyone that's watching, these women would do as the psalmist says, that says, Lord, you make my life complete when I place all of my pieces before you. So right now we just lay our pieces out. We lay them out and we lay them at your feet and we say, come with yourself and take our brokenness, our pieces, put them back together again and use this work of art to build, to encourage, to love. Um, And God, we just do all of this. We ask all of this in your name. Amen.